eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we are back, folks. Another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Back from a little brief hiatus. And so good to have the crew all back intact talking Michigan recruiting. Spring ball is underway. Spring visitors about to start coming down the pike uh, here in the next month. But in the interim, still a lot going on on the recruiting front. Uh, especially when it comes to quarterback recruiting, namely uh, with Jaden Davis. We'll call this the Jaden Davis episode as he sat down for a lengthy interview that we're going to bring you here exclusively on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. But so many other topics to touch on as well with the crew, Uh, starting off first with uh, Mr. Bryce Marich. Bryce, how are you? Doing pretty good. Living in the weather. I don't know if I call what you got, Sam, but – Doing better. I'm. I'm just hoping for better weather. You know, I, I've been watching the Netflix series uh, Full Swing, so I'm excited about golf coming up here, and uh, hopefully, just you know, get the sun out again. Yeah, and then we have Mr. Steve Lorenz, who Steve is like, oh man, Sam, you caught what I had last year. It's like a wave. Neurovirus is like a wave. You know, to going across the Midwest, man. I'm convinced it came. It may have come home from my, my kids' daycare, Steve, but I'm on the other end of it, thankfully. How are you today? Yeah, it's good, good. Yeah, I said glad you're feeling better, Sam. I know it's uh, – I wouldn't wish that on, on anybody. I had What I had last year was, was brutal. So glad we're uh, back and in mostly full force. Hope Bryce feels better soon too. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, folks, I tell you all the time, uh, you can stay up to speed, up to date. 24-7 over on our site, themichiganinsider.com. $1 gets you in. And then once you become a full-paying subscriber, this is an important note. You get access to Paramount Plus. And Paramount Plus, let me tell you, I just got into it. Even though we've been CBS for a while, we've had access to Paramount Plus. I only recently, guys, started watching some of the programming. And 1923, have you guys seen 1923? I don't know if you're Yellowstone fans. Yellowstone is a great I, show. I have. And 1923 have. is a prequel. Outstanding on right, Paramount Plus. So check it out. If you don't have it on your, you know, as part of your, your uh, you know, top programs, just check out one episode. Guarantee you like it. And then the other one that is fire is the mayor of Kingstown. And the mayor of Kingstown is, you know, basically this is, man, I hope Jeremy Renner is all right to, to get back to his, his normal life and, and get back to this character sometime down the line. But he is a uh, – he basically runs this town in northern Michigan where there is a, a prison. And he's like – he's not the mayor, but he runs things in the town called Kingstown. It is an outstanding series. 
So when we talk about bang for your buck with your 24-7 sports subscription, it's on another level when you add to it that you also get Paramount Plus with that subscription. It is an outstanding value, so be sure to check it out. Of course, if you like the podcast, be sure to rate it, be sure to review it, and tell all your friends about it. And, of course, like us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. That way you'll get a new uh, a notification every time we do a new episode. With that, let's dive right in, fellas, and talk about the uh, the commitments that the Wolverines have picked up since our last episode, Bryce. And uh, we're looking on the defensive side of the ball uh, at the linebacker level. So let's start off with the most recent guy in the 2025 class, Mantras Walker. Yeah, so this is a guy um... – Mantras Walker that comes from Georgia and comes from a school that maybe fans are familiar with, Buford High School, which turns out D1 talent left and right. A guy we recently talked about quite a bit on the podcast, I want to say about a year ago, was Paul Mubanga, the offensive lineman that eventually picked LSU and signed with them. But with Mantras, six foot, 215, um, had about nearly 20 offers, came down to Michigan, Tennessee. Penn State, and I want to say Florida was the fourth and finalist school for him. He grew up a huge Michigan fan. He took a visit uh, back in January, and he came away from that visit after talking with me, saying I was on the verge of committing. I took a little time, talked with my folks, thought it over, and lo and behold, he's Wolverine. Um, And this is a guy that a couple things I like about this commitment. One, again, as I stated, he, he, he comes from Buford High School. So you're always going to have talent. I know we're going to talk about one of the guys, KJ Bolden, the five-star safety, um, who hails from the same high school. But the other thing, too, and it's always, again, a good start to get a pipeline, eventually maybe going there. Um, But you want to land kids down south. You know, I I think that's one of the territories Michigan has found success in. Um, And even guys that aren't even highly as rated. I mean, thinking back, look at Devin Bush. He was in like some five-star Josh Uche Mm -hmm. down in Florida. These are some of the guys that, yeah, they might be three stars, but their talent, the competition they face week in and week out were high end. And that's what you see Montrez. He's a polished guy. He comes with a school that has great coaching, um, faces, I mean, some of the competition he faces better than he's going to see at the next level, I feel like, at times. I mean, just his high school practices are probably even harder than what he's going to see on Friday nights. So a huge pickup for them. And a guy that, like I said, I think is a good building block for the 2025 class to pair with Chris Ewald, who's already a top 100 prospect in that cycle. Yeah. A couple of things, Steve, that, that jump out to me, number one, from the state of Georgia, which is a stronghold for new linebacker coach, Chris Partridge, which we'll talk about coming up. So, uh, CP also had offered him at, at Ole Miss, so some familiarity there. Uh, and then to Bryce's point uh, about prospect level, you know, people, uh, you know, you, you look at the the early ranking, and this is one that is absolutely going to change. Look at his offer list, Steve. I mean, you got Penn State, you got Ohio State, who's offered him. Tennessee is already coming there. LSU has come in with the offer. Florida and Florida State. They've offered Steve. He has a decorated offer list. If you were questioning, uh, you know, how big this commitment is, when you beat out schools like that, including your arch rival Ohio State, uh, I think that's a prospect that you should feel pretty good about, especially this early in the process. 
Yep, and like some people get very like squirrely about getting an early commitment. Like it's, uh, you know, yes, of course they're gonna have to work to keep him in the fold uh, until he signs his letter of intent. But uh, no staff is never gonna take is not never not gonna take a commitment from a prospect at this level. This no matter what point in the process they're in, and if there's a high school that you'd want to have an, a young commitment in that's going to mean that there's going to be more time for him to come up and make visits and stuff. Uh, it might be Buford as much as literally maybe any program in the country, what modern day IMG, maybe like the other ones. I mean, I think Michigan has like 12 or 13 prospects at Buford that have a scholarship offer. And so now with Walker being committed, it means he's much more likely to be coming up to campus, which means there's a decent chance that some of his teammates maybe will take a couple of those trips up there with him. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of upside with this commitment um, outside of the fact that he looks like a really good young football player and has a great offer sheet. There's all the other stuff as well. I think that's a big benefit for Michigan. So, um, and really the same goes for Ewald. I know Ewald's ranked higher, but was it a Shamanad Madonna where he plays at, right? Uh, another absolutely loaded program. So, you know, both guys, both 2025s are nice. Michigan, very glad to have them verbally committed and yes of course they'll have to work to keep him but uh it's better than just being like a leader or in the top three or something like that this is what you want yeah no doubt uh and again he can help you recruit other prospects in the state of georgia and other prospects in that program uh that could be a a really really big one uh before we move on to talking more about chris partridge though uh bryson another commitment and this one kind of you know came from off the radar at least off our radar uh, and seemingly off the radar of even some folks in the program, uh, but a commitment that was kind of a secret for a few months, broken by uh, you know a couple of our guys at twenty four seven Sports and Steve Wilfong and Alan Truth. Yeah, he was so much of a secret, Sam. He didn't even have a profile, let alone a picture. I don't even know if he still has a picture. I got to double check on that. Um, but his name is Zach Luckwick. He's a twenty twenty four linebacker from the state of Pennsylvania, South Park, Pennsylvania. Yes, there is a South Park, Pennsylvania. This is not the made-up cartoon show. This is a real place. And he's the guy that took a visit up to campus, I want to say at least once, maybe twice this past fall. And at the time, you know, when we kind of work on these visitor lists, you've got a ballpark idea of who's coming up. But sometimes you're going to have guys that slip through the cracks. And maybe they aren't as highly, you know, touted and regarded. And they're just not in your radar. And this is one of those guys that wasn't on my radar, let alone anyone's radar with the recruiting services. Um, since then, though, I know Brian Doan has given him a grade a low, I think middle of the pack, three-star rating. I want to see he's an 84 or 85 rating he got from Brian Doan, who does a great job on the East Coast. Um yeah. And this is a guy that I think is going to be a developmental. I got you. Developmental. Hey, man, it's that that virus you got. Yeah, man, it's that virus. It's a long week. Um, (laughs) So he's going to need some time. Good thing they have a good strength and conditioning program and coach and Ben Herbert. Um, But, yeah, I I think this is one of those recruitments where don't expect anything right away to come to fruition. This is a guy that's going to take a few years in the program, learn the system, but he's hard-nosed. Um, he plays very physical. And the biggest thing I want to say with this recruitment and this commitment 
is he gives me very Ben Mason vibes. Absolutely. Wherever you need him and wherever he, he's going to help the team in any way possible, he's going to put his, you know, hard hat on and go to work. And this is the type of kid that Jim Harbaugh lives yeah. for. He loved Ben Bas- Ben Mason, you know. And so spirit. this kind of where exactly <laughs> this is kind of where he falls under that uh, that boat. So yeah, this man. is a pickup. I think Harbaugh out of anyone out of loves the most. You gotta understand. You know, it, it feels like once a cycle, or at least once every other cycle, there's gonna be a guy, maybe two, that Harbaugh just comes in and says, "I'm taking that guy." And the rest of the staff might – sometimes the rest of the staff might not even know. Right? It's like, hey, this guy right here, hey, fellas, we're taking this guy kind of thing. Uh, because he he kind of – there are these culture guys or these guys that are a lot like him that they, they're just the walking manifestation of the sport. Right? That was, that was Ben Mason. And this, that was who, when I talked to Brian, when I talked to Doan about him, he said he, he's like – because that was from Doan – or. Uh, Mason was from Doan's region, and he was like, "This is this has been Mason all over again." <laughs> so, so, you know, maybe a fullback, maybe a linebacker, maybe he goes between the two, but very much in the mold of of Ben Mason. So, wound up being a a nice piece to the puzzle for them, and I imagine this will be a prospect right along those lines. Uh, but you know, another Jim Harbaugh guy to segue was Chris Partridge. Uh, you know, we alluded to this weeks ago, right? When when we were talking about additions, possible additions to the staff, we laid it out pretty clearly. When they were looking at a quarterback coach, Kirk Campbell's at the top of the list, folks. I mean, people were throwing out all these lists, and were there some, uh, a couple other guys they kicked the tires with? Sure. But then, you know, some of these other names that were thrown out, Harbaugh himself said, I ain't even talked to that guy <laughs> kind of thing, right? You know, it was always Kirk Campbell. And when CP came available, right, we went to the board and said, hey, uh, I'm hearing that this may not be the last move, even though there was no opening on the staff at the time. That was about Chris Partridge. And so we saw, you know, Jim, Jim kind of identify a place in which he could kind of add CP's uh, input both as a as a position coach where he is, you know, he cut his teeth at linebacker and in the secondary. Now he's been a play caller, too, so brings a wealth of experience to the linebacker, linebacker coaching position, Steve. And then as a recruiter, Michigan has just uh, added an ace recruiter to its staff at a time where they really need that. I mean, if you are going to do the pay-for-play for, uh, pay thing, you had better load up on ace recruiters, and so they have definitely added one in Chris Partridge. Yeah, it goes without saying, right? I mean, arguably, in a way, this is almost a it's almost a best case scenario for both parties, really. Um, Michigan gets Chris Partridge back, but now they get a Chris Partridge who's seen what recruiting in the SEC is like on a day to day basis back. Uh, and one, like you said, Sam, who's now had play calling experience as a defensive coordinator, you know, they're getting a, a maybe a Chris Partridge 2.0 type situation, you know, and, and not only that, but we know uh, very tangible, uh, his passion for the Michigan program. He's worn it on his sleeve. Uh, I think remember when he was with Michigan originally, what, two different off seasons, he turned down opportunities yeah. to leave the program and go elsewhere. 
you know, uh, super loyal to Jim Harbaugh, wants to see Michigan uh, take that next step. And, yeah, I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, probably the best pure relationship builder uh, that I've covered since I've been doing this. I mean, you talk about, you know, Michigan now has a handful of guys, I feel like, that they can throw into any recruitment, uh, regardless of position, geography, that type of stuff. Uh, and that can find success. And, and I think Partridge it will be at the forefront of that now. I mean, he won National Recruiter of the Year. Twice. Uh, yeah, right. So, you know, <laughs> you talk about an ace recruiter, I don't know what better way to – and to do it at a school like Michigan, Yeah. if we're being honest, right? You know, as we talk about the pay-for-play. I mean, some of these guys are the ones that are going to start winning that Recruiter of the Year. Um, but either way, yeah, I mean, a home run hire for Michigan. And, and like I said, I, I got to think – you know, I think Partridge turned down other opportunities this go around to come back to Michigan as well. So, you know, just a, a right, a home run all the way around for both parties. And and one, you know, you kind of wonder when somebody like that comes back, you know, I don't think you have to worry about him jetting uh, again for a different opportunity. I mean, unless, you know, granted, nobody's ever, you know, there's always the possibility somebody's going to have something they can't turn down. But, uh, you know, just just feels like this is going to be, uh, a, not a great, it's obviously a great fit, but just a, a best case scenario for Michigan, uh, both on the trail and in, and in the locker room. Yeah, he turned down uh, job offers at Maryland and Texas A&M to come back to Michigan uh, when he was at Michigan before he turned down an offer to go work for for Saban at Bama. Right? I mean, that's 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 big time. So definitely super loyal. Only left when it was an opportunity to go be a play caller and to work with a guy that he knows uh, in, in DJ Durkin. So uh, this is a, a very good pickup. You know, just a word about George Hilo. You know, I think George was, for, number one, a good dude, super good dude. Uh, you you saw him be uh, a tenacious recruiter. I think we're going to talk about Aaron Childs coming up here. I think that George had done a really, really good job of getting Michigan to a point of being one of the early favorites for, for Aaron Childs. And lest we forget, I mean, and I think we do kind of forget, the marquee recruit in last year's recruiting class was one that they had a commitment from. It was a George recruit, and they lost him. Bryce, we, be, we might be talking a little bit different right now about that. We would be talking a little bit different about that class if, if George is able – to hold on to the, uh, the the linebacker committed to Georgia, Raylan Raylan Wilson, Raylan Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. Uh, that's mm. just that was a George. That one hurt. Yeah, it, it hurt bad. It hurt bad in the grand scheme of things. But you know, definitely wanted to give him a shout out for the work that he did while he was here. Uh, but man, you you go if if, if you're gonna see him move on uh, to add a Chris Partridge, a guy who. One is first recruiter of the year that you pointed out there, Steve. So you, yeah, you go and you get Rashawn Gary, right? Uh, you know, people will say, well, if you know you're those are Jersey guys. Rashawn was one of your guys. He comes back and gets it the next year, and it's on the strength of recruiting work he did down in the state of Georgia. Michigan, for all intents and purposes, should have. They had no business getting Aubrey Solomon. I know Aubrey went and transferred, but you remember. They 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 had a staffer who kind of fumbled the rock and you know sent him a thank you letter for attending a, a visit that he never attended and 
You know, I mean, the, the mom was upset. It didn't know who the mom was. There was just all kinds of fumbling of that recruitment. And then he, he goes down to the Army All-American game, and he makes that video with the with the Georgia commits where he says, screw Michigan, but he doesn't say screw. And the fans, say, didn't say screw. Yeah, the fans were up in arms. And it was CP that kind of rescued, was on the phone with the kids, no big deal. You know, it's fine. We still want you on the phone with the mom. And they wound up getting Arby Sign. They beat Bama. They beat Georgia. And this wasn't an, even an Atlanta kid. This was, you know, Cottonfield, South Georgia kid that, that he went and plucked out of the state of Georgia and then came back the next year and you get a five-star in Chris Hinton. So when we say you're adding a, a, a guy who had, uh, who's an ace recruiter who had no relationships in Georgia, built him up to make it be one of his stomping grounds, that's the kind of relationship-building prowess that you've added in Chris Partridge. And now he has the benefit, Bryce, of having been down there. He can take even deeper relationships uh, under his – has deeper relationships under his belt that he can use as he goes and recruits other guys in the state of Georgia right now, like the young man you mentioned in K.J. Bolden. Not a linebacker. But in good down there, you got Mantras Walker that can help you. There's an, a, another kid down there in uh, in Georgia that you were you first mentioned on this show maybe a year ago, Bryce. Uh, but Miles Graham, who's committed to Florida right now, but over there at Woodward Academy, that's another one that we see Chris Partridge swinging at early. Yeah, that's elite top 100 uh, talent there. Uh, again, top 100 linebacker. And interesting enough, when I learned about his recruitment a year ago, biggest thing I was told was this is a recruitment that Michigan would probably be smarter and wiser to move on simply because he's got a connection to the state, Sam. Um, his whole mom's side of the family is from Ypsilanti, uh, you know, area I pretty know. I know pretty well. And so one of the first guys he offered since he got to Ann Arbor, Chris Partridge, was Graham. Um, I have since talked to Graham about his reaction, but I know when I talked to him before he got the offer a year ago, he said, that's something I'm look, I, you know, I'm working towards is making my family proud. That's a big thing I want to do. And Michigan was a school I always wanted to take a visit to. This is a big test for him. Like we always talk about Bryce West with Clink. I would say this is a big test for CP. Let's see if he can get a guy who's committed to Florida who's also got ties to you know, the Gators, get them up to campus and see what happens there. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the biggest thing when CP, when I look back at his first stint at Michigan, wasn't the guys he landed, Sam. You know know what I think about the most is Willie Gay. Ah. That was a recruitment that Michigan had no business being in, let alone almost winning, let alone winning. I remember you sent – Josh Newkirk down there to cover that. Mm-hmm. And he he reported back and was like, Sam, I don't know where the hell I am, but <laughs> I highly doubt Michigan has a chance with this kid. I sent and, him down to Mobile, Alabama to watch Willie and, Gay at a camp. I, they, there was a camp down there that I had him go to. And yeah. This is a guy that Michigan was in to the very end. I know he didn't commit to Michigan and go to Michigan, but that's a recruitment that – and that just shows – that was just CP getting his feet wet at the time. Because again, like you were talking about, his stomping ground was New Jersey, New Jersey in the East coast. And 
he kind of ventured out, you know, down south to see if he could tackle some of these bigger name prospects. And lo and behold, not only are they in the top list, top group for these guys, Michigan's starting to land some of them. Uh-huh. So now imagine him second time around with all the knowledge he has with being in the SEC. And on top of that, I think what's even more crucial and important, he understands NIL talk yeah. and what they're using with these prospects in this day and age of recruiting. Yeah, man. So they, you know, Michigan reissues the offer to uh, to, to Miles Graham. I want to say it was a couple of days ago now. They're going to push for him. This is the other thing people need to to understand uh, with with CP Steve. He's going to swing at these big fish. Uh, you, you sense there are a lot of fans that are fatigued by you know the the NIL impact on recruiting. It's tough enough to pull a guy pull out of region guys. Right now, you got the added obstacle of pay for play going on elsewhere. What you need to know about CP is that's not going to stop him from going after the Sammy Browns of the world, right? It might seem like a daunting task to to, uh, to recruit the number one linebacker in the country, but that's just how he's cut. He's going to be taking swings at the at the top prospects in the country and and seeing if he can gain traction with them. He's not going he's not going to give up on the fight before it starts. No, and and he can be an asset not only with like guys like Sammy Brown, like you mentioned, because again, a few guys in Georgia that I think Michigan had good dialogue with early, even like Mike Matthews, five-star athlete, number one athlete in the country. Uh, I know Edric Houston, Buford, Mantrez Walker, teammate, five-star defensive line edge is a guy I know Michigan has been really high on, but again, listening to other schools, but uh, you know, a guy I think Partridge would, would make a run at, and he can also be an asset in the recruitments that they're that they're legitimately in on in Georgia, like a uh, Walt Car- Walt Claire Flynn up front on the offensive line, King Joseph Edwards, uh, you can help Jay Jay Harbaugh out with uh, Ricardo Jones, you know. So like, there's we know how talented Georgia is, right? I mean, it's it's in the point now. Georgia's like what second or third most offers every cycle mm-hmm. that Michigan's put out. It's like California, Texas, Florida, and Georgia are like kind of the big four, uh, you know. And so Georgia's a super super important state for Michigan. And, and yeah, I mean, obviously uh, the Partridge hire only helps them uh, again, not only in races where maybe, we'll, yeah, maybe you'll see us with put it posting some updates on some names we haven't in a little bit because of Partridge's efforts. But again, he gives them another guy uh, that can go in with some of those guys that they're still legitimately in on uh, in Georgia and, and, you know, give them another sort of another ace up their sleeve. So yeah, no, I mean, again, the, the recruiting value of what Partridge brings is going to be Huge. And yeah, the Willie Gay call out was a really good, really, really good. Cause I always say, I post on the board, I'll, Jeremy Lasur is still the only player in Michigan history from Mississippi, scholarship mm-hmm. or not. The only one. Michigan does not go into Mississippi and get guys. So, uh, you know, the fact that they were even, I think they got an official and then I think they made a late run at him uh, was, you know, something where, where even we were kind of, taking it back. So I want to say when we were all, I think Scout 24-7 were still separate, but when we went down for the Army game that year, Michigan was still in it at that point, weren't they? Because yeah, I feel man. like I remember talking to Willie Gay, and I mean, you know, again, I didn't think they were going to get him, but but it wasn't a zero chance type deal, I feel like, at that point. So, yeah, I mean, that that goes to what, Sam, what you mentioned about, you know, he's going to go it, he's going to swing for the fences, he's going to go for the big fish. And, uh to Michigan, to his credit, and and good news for Michigan is he's shown an ability to to get some of those guys uh, when he does go after them. So 
So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see uh, how it goes. They, they, by the way, they have another, uh, potentially another ace up their sleeve with Walt Claire Flynn that we'll get to here shortly. But we got to spend some time on Aaron Childs because uh, we obviously had him in studio. I don't know if did we play that on the Recruiting Insider, Bryce, or we just did that as a separate interview. I think I we think might we did have just, it separate. Yeah, if you if you missed the interview with with Aaron Childs, t- check it out on the uh, on the YouTube page. It's still up. Uh, it's a couple weeks ago now, after the junior day, uh, his mom brought him by. So I actually interviewed his mom here recently. I wound up holding that interview back because it occurred right before the transition from Hilo to Partridge happened, and they they wound up being huge George Hilo fans, by the way. Uh, so much so where Aaron, he told us in that interview that Michigan was one of his top few schools, like one of his top three or five, whatever he was going to trim it down to, Michigan was in that group. So definitely trending way up. George deserves a lot of credit for that. And it was a bit of a jolt uh, when they got word that George was moving on. Now, the fortunate piece of it is, and I'll be bringing you the full interview now because I got a, an update from mom now that she's talked to CP uh, on the phone. Aaron was already familiar with Chris Partridge because Chris, or CP, I call him CP. CP was recruiting him at Ole Miss. So there was a prior rapport and vibe there. And he hadn't really uh, talked to mom yet, but that's since happened. You have another advocate for you in this. Uh, so you remember Pam Fish? You remember Nick Harbors? Track coach, that is also that is also Aaron, Aaron's track coach. And I said, hey, so what is what is you know Pam telling you guys about Michigan? And Mom's like, I really don't know because she's she talks to Aaron more than she talks to us, and they talk all the time. She's like, he's just calling her. I don't even half the time I don't even know they've talked. That's how close they are. And so you know, she's putting in a good word for Michigan. And they're going to be back up for a visit March 10th, I believe, is the date. So uh, that is a a consequential visit. Maybe it would have been a consequential visit anyway. Who knows? But definitely in the aftermath of transitioning linebacker coaches now, the opportunity to get in front of, of CP, because originally it was, they just wanted to see a spring practice. Now you got to get to know your new would-be position coach, if he were to choose Michigan. That makes this a very, very big visit. And, you know, maybe it kind of stunts the the growth a little bit there, Bryce. But I I still think, even with the change, Michigan is trending up. And if if they liked George Hilo, you got to imagine they're going to love CP, too, because he's, like Steve said, an excellent relationship builder. Yeah, and for me personally, I look at it like, Kirk Campbell and Jane Davis, that transition there as well. I mean, that's not to say you can't have one happen quickly because Jane Davis and Kirk, they kind of connected already. And I know we're going to talk about that later on here, but this is a guy that I think was very smart because when Chris came into town, he knew one of the top guys he needed to get a hold of and get to right away was Aaron Childs. And that's a guy, Sam, when he walked through and sat down in the studio, we both looked at each other like, okay. This kid is going to be the real deal. He got the look. He's got the length. He's got the size. He's got everything you want. And he's a good student, you know? So he fits what Michigan is looking for on and off the field. Um, This is a recruitment, though, I think that could go a little longer. 
And that's just because maybe it could have ended if this transition didn't happen for this next visit. We're never, we're never going to know at this point. But at the same time, Michigan still, in my opinion, is in a strong spot. And I personally, and this is just my words, but I personally think they lead in this recruitment. I've even tempted on putting in a crystal ball, but I'm going to wait to see how this upcoming visit goes. This is the second time around and first time with meeting Chris as well for mom and Aaron. So I think that's a big deal. Yeah, I was waiting for the, the visit to put in a crystal ball too. I, I agree with you. I think Michigan leads, but it kind of reminds me of his his – his mom told a story about when they saw good counsel for the first time. And she was like, he saw good counsel. And he was like, I'm going there. And she said, let's see some other schools. And she said, he saw some other schools and liked them eventually realized that, yeah, I want to be at good counsel. So he came back around to it. Uh, but I, you know, it, it kind of strikes me the same way. Now he had seen some other schools. He had been to Ohio state. He had been to Maryland. Obviously there's some other places that he had been. Clearly, Michigan had set a bar of sorts, right? But he still hadn't seen the practice, so that was going to be a, a big deal. I'm saying, Basically, before I'm ready to put in the crystal ball, I want to see him have some, some more experiences to compare it to, especially in the aftermath of, of the, the coaching change because, you know, that kind of brings you some, some perspective. Like, you, you better make sure you like every aspect of the program and school because you just don't know was going to happen on on the coaching front. Uh, and so do your due diligence, and that's kind of where they are right now. But I agree. I think I think Michigan leads, and this is Steve. You, you look at him on film. When I went down last summer to a practice at Good Council, he just – he jumps off the field. He can play – he can play uh, off the edge. He can play middle linebacker. He can drop back into coverage. This is that chess piece guy – that, you know, on, on the heels of a junior Colson, uh, this could be a guy that you can be, that you can have be that box chess piece uh, that they'd be missing when uh, when junior moves on to the NFL. Yep, and, and another program that would be nice to have a visible verbal commitment at. I mean, you could argue Michigan is heavily recruiting four guys, maybe five at good counsel this cycle, 2024 cycle alone. Uh, I think Darian Mayo is one of the best edge guys that they're recruiting. He'll also be up in March. Uh, Kyle L. Tuner, a potential kind of malleable offensive line guy that Michigan, I think, is in pretty good shape with if they want to be. And then Elijah Moore, too, the 6'4 wide receiver, is another guy I think Michigan's really recruiting heavily uh, so far or at this point in the process. So, yeah, I don't think I think Childs is better than the 14th ranked linebacker in the cycle. That's where we have him at right now. I, I definitely think he's a top 10 uh, type linebacker in the class. And, and yeah, I mean, again, the value there would be threefold, two, threefold, whatever, however many folds you want to fold it. Uh, elite linebacker, plays at a big time program, you know, visible and, and a position of need too. Uh, Michigan needs to keep stacking up at the linebacker position. And, uh, you know, he would be, he'd be a, a, a defensive uh, sort of cornerstone type player uh, for Michigan to reel in. Yeah, so good to get him back up on campus again. I still trending up. I don't know if they're trending up quite as much, but trending up nonetheless. So uh, really, really big time development to have him come back up. And the other thing is, you know, when he came up before, uh, it was he was with his mom and then his uh, his uncle uh, and auntie drove up from Chicago, 
uh, to to kind of meet him with their but but uh, his his dad and uh, siblings weren't able to make it up. Uh, but this time they will be able to. So not only will he see campus or see practice and meet CP, but the rest of the family will get a chance to see Michigan as well. That's a huge huge piece to the puzzle. Uh, so be on the lookout now that I've gotten a follow up interview uh, with his mom. Be on the lookout for that over on the MichiganInsider.com. All right, so uh, let's let's pivot here. Let's transition into the conversation about quarterback recruiting. This is this is kind of an ace in the hole uh, in another recruitment. You mentioned Walt Claire Flynn. So Walt Claire Flynn and Jaden Davis are like dudes. They're they're I mean like boys. So they grew up playing youth football together down in Georgia. Seven seven youth football. I mean their families are tight. So when Walt Claire was up on campus. You know they're on the phone with the uh, with the Davises, and they're like, uh, I think it's Jeremiah told the kid, "Hey, tell him Mr. Davis said hi." So the staff is like, "What the hell? How do you how do you know this guy?" So you know this is this is another one that you know the, the quarterback has an impact on recruiting uh, in general. Man, you get Jaden Davis, it has an impact specifically on Walt Claire Flynn. Uh, so, uh, again, a guy, this is another guy that he he kind of put a bird or a little word in his ear, kind of like he did with Brian Robinson, not in the fold himself yet, but kind of laying the groundwork with, with guys. And Walt Claire Flynn, uh, wait, did we talk about Walt Claire on? I just call him Walt. Did we talk about Walt on one of the podcast episodes? Bryce came up on a visit for one of the junior days. Oh, Big interior I'm not lineman. sure if we did. I'm not sure if we did, but I know I talked to him and his dad following that trip. And the biggest thing I came away and they came away was the emphasis and value that the program and the coaches put on offensive line play at Michigan. And that's pretty obvious when you mm-hmm. win back-to-back Joe Moore awards. Love, I mean, absolutely love Coach Harbaugh. That was one of the biggest things, they, the biggest takeaways they also have was getting to spend some quality time because there were several other guys mm-hmm. up that weekend, and he got a lot of face time. I mean, so much so that he was on Big Ten Network on talking with Jim Harbaugh at the basketball game when they went to go right. watch the basketball game. They're sitting side-by-side side with each other. So that was a big thing. And then, obviously, they love Sharon Moore. Yeah, I no mean, doubt. that's, that's yeah. almost like a given at this point. But yeah. that was another big thing. So Michigan sits in really good shape. They're going to try to get him back up to campus as well. Right. Maybe they try to get him back up on campus when they get Jaden Davis back up on campus. So let's pause for the cause here. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll bring to you the exclusive sit-down. He doesn't do this very much. I mean, you can always get him for an interview in person. I mean, he's good about that. But phone interviews or Zoom interviews, he doesn't really do those. But he did it for us, and so we're going to bring it, for, bring it to you here on the other side our sit-down with five-star quarterback Jane Davis from Return Here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so let's get into talking about the recruiting process here, uh, Jaden. You were obviously looking at Michigan um, very, very strongly, and you still are, obviously, throughout the process, but you get in the fall, and then things start to – I mean, you're in recruiting now. You had an experience where you, the coaches that are recruiting you, there are some question marks. So let's start with the, the questions about Coach Harbaugh uh, and yeah. the NFL. How did that affect you? What did you think about that when all that was going on? You know, for sure, I think, obviously, um, I think at the end of the day, I'm going to choose the school because I love the school. You know, not 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 based off of coach. Obviously, I want to be coached by the best, play with the best, things that sort. But I'm going to choose the school because the school feels like fits for me. Um, but, no, I definitely, you know, looked into it. Um, I was keeping a close co- close watch on, you know, me and Coach Harbaugh were in contact um, you know, throughout the process a little bit. And after, you know, everything settled down, you know, had, had, had face – or not face-to-face, man-to-man conversation with them. Um, just kind of iron out all the kinks and things of that sort. Um, but, yeah, it was obviously something that, you know, any any 17-year-old kid, you know, when you're about to make a decision that's about to change your life, you know, you're about to be with somebody for three to five years. Um, you better make sure, you know, you know there's some st- stability there and, uh, you know, it's the best the best situation for you. So that's just kind of how I had to look at it. Um, you know, I can't, you know, I can't blame a man for wanting to coach the NFL. Like, that's the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. um, and want to for his family. So I, I look at it as a business approach and don't take any hard feelings with it. Um, just kind of keep my keep my eyes um, open and ears open as well. So you mentioned that man to man conversation. I had an opportunity to talk to your dad about it in an interview, and he said it was a really, really can't like you guys didn't pull any punches. You asked some yeah. real serious questions, and that he he answered them like direct. So what did, take me through your take on that conversation, what you remember about it, and what kind of impact it had on you. No, for sure. I think it was it was good to you know hear his voice. You know, you you kind of you read into the the media and see what the media has to say about it. You read the headlines, you start reading the articles, which I don't, I'm not big too big on reading articles and stuff. But obviously, you see it. It's on Twitter. You know, scrolling through Twitter, it just pops up, and you ain't even trying to look for it. Um, but you know, to hear his voice and hear it come from the source and realize what what everything actually was that that just kind of was a comforting feeling. Um, knowing I could ask him straight up, like, hey, you, you going to the league or not? You know. Um, you know, and things of that sort. I obviously can't get into the full conversation, mm-hmm. but it was, it was very, very open and honest. I think he was actually um, with the recruit or something like that when we had the conversation um, doing an in-house visit. So that shows you um, how much, you know, he's been looking into my recruitment and wants me to be the quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines one day. Um, but, yeah, that conversation, you know, meant a lot because he didn't have to do that. He could have just acted like nothing happened and, you know, which I think some recruits experience where a coach has rumors and act like nothing happened and keep recruiting the guy, whereas he, him, it was very, very personable and honest with me um, and let me know, um, you know, what he was doing. And um, I, I understand it a lot, actually, um, knowing knowing the background and the story behind it as well. Um, and, and, yeah, that was, that's pretty much what I got from it. All right. And so then a part of that conversation at the time, that was before uh, it had been determined that Matt Weiss wouldn't remain with the team. That was your primary recruiter. And it's yeah. a very interesting journey, 
there because again, talk to your dad about it. He said he had a frank conversation with Coach yeah. Weiss, and he said, "My dad get a little janky." <laughs> he said he had, he had a frank conversation. Say, man, hey, recruiting. He said you're a pro guy. You you terrible with this recruiting game. You got to improve. And he said, yeah. and he said, you know, he took coaching, and he yeah. got a lot better. And that you guys got close. So when his future came into doubt and then they and he ultimately was had to move on how did that and how is that affecting you and your and your outlook with Michigan no you know first off I want to wish you know all the best that the coach coach Matt Weiss you know he did a lot for me and my family um we grew we grew real close over this time you know obviously you know NFL guys like they're not used to having to recruit kids man like they just get dudes and coach them um which I mean I'm a relationship-based guy but then I started to understand and started to like grow to like it like I saw one interview he did he was like man if you playing Fortnite with a 17 year old or 16 year old kid and not coaching the team like what's you, what are you doing or something like that which I like like if I'm at a school like if I'm JJ and like my coach is playing Fortnite with a 16 year old kid bro <laughs> but that's neither here nor there but now coach Weiss was a great dude man um, we had some real just not even football conversations just conversations about life you know I know my my little brothers love him. Uh, he was playing cornhole. My little brothers, when we were up there, um, and just getting to be around and pick his brain about, you know, his time with the Ravens, with Lamar and things of that sort. Um, you know, we jump on Zoom calls and break down NFL tapes. That, that was really my guy. Um, so it's, it really sucked to see see what happened and see him go. Um, so, but we've, we've talked since then. You know, that's still going to remain my guy. Um, and now with Coach Campbell, I'm excited to hear all great things about Coach Campbell. We've been on the phone a lot, pretty much once or twice a week uh, since he's gotten the job. Um, and even when there was rumors that he was going to get the job. So me and him and me and Coach Moore always get on the phone. I know him and Coach Weiss are different. You know, I think uh, Coach Coach Campbell is a little bit more relationship-based and uh, it, it talks a lot more than Coach Weiss does. Um, but, you know, I'm loving it. I'm loving everything Coach Campbell's telling me. And, um, you know, always he's always asking for video um, of me throwing and coaching me how to get better and things of that sort and things like that. And, you know, talking to JJ, he loves them. The quarterback room loves them. Um, so, you know, you can't really beat the praise that he's getting right now from the, from the guys I know on the team. So I got you. So let, let's, before I get, uh, into kind of what, what you touched on with what coach Campbell is saying to you, what coach Moore is saying to you, what is, what is JJ saying with you? Cause you have the unique, uh, sort of experience here, unique perspective in that that's your guy. You talk about you, coach Weiss is your guy. JJ yeah. is your guy. You, you know, the fan, you know, his mom and dad. Yeah. And so as they, as he was experiencing the process and as he's getting to know Coach Campbell, what is he telling you about how things look at Michigan, how things look with the offense, and what is he telling you about Coach Campbell? No, he's saying, you know, he, he loves Coach Campbell. Um, you know, I could pull up a text where he's talking about, you know, he started working with Coach Campbell. His, his game just grew. Um, so, you know, I'm loving hearing that because obviously that's showing he's developing a guy, you know, mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, J.J.'s – Talent isn't even a word to describe the kind of arm JJ has, just the kind of person he is. But Coach Campbell's obviously growing his game as well. Um, and then, you know, me and him would just have normal conversations like any, you know, big brother, little brother have. Um, he's saying, you know, obviously loves Coach Campbell, loves how the offense is changing, um, saying that, you know, he sees in practice every day, like what this offense can be. Um, you know, obviously, I think, you know, where people get Mr. Screw that Michigan's a run team. Like, I mean, if I have Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards in the backfield, I'm going to give them the ball and let them go to work. Um, that's just playing to win, in my opinion. Um, but, no, I think, you know, offense is such, like, 
like if the defense gives you a look to throw the ball, then you're gonna throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? If they're only rushing three, then you you'll be a fool not to run the ball. So um, that's just what it is. Um, but me and JJ always talk about you know the process and you know off the field, on the field stuff. Um, talking about like, bro, you got to make a decision that's best for you because it's gonna impact you. You know, nobody else is gonna be waking up at 5 a.m. going to the you know, the mat drills and team runs and things of that sort in the workouts. Um, you know, it, he just told me that like you're gonna have a feeling when you know a place is right for you. And you got to feel it in your gut because that's the decision you're going to have to live with. So yeah, I got you. All right, so uh, Coach Cam, when you said he's he's uh, more of a, a relationship guy, more relation relationship based guy. Technically, man, kind of the way your dad described him, as far as his impressions are concerned, is that he he called him a quarterback guy. You kind of the yeah. footwork and you know footwork connected to the distance of the throw. Is that something that you've taken from your interaction with him as well? No, nah, for sure. He, um, you know, he talks about the biomechanics of throwing. Um, he's always asking for for clips of me throwing. Uh, showing me, you know, the footwork they're doing at Michigan, showing how JJ's uh, growing and maturing. Um, yeah, he talked about arm angles, all kind of stuff that you know you don't. A lot of quarterback coaches nowadays are real old school. They're not, you know, into this new world of off platform and and. and on platform throwing and different arm angles, but he is, he's fully open to it. Um, he breaks down, he breaks down mechanics. Like I haven't heard somebody break it down. Um, breaks down offense. Like I haven't heard somebody breaking that, da- break it down. Um, and just the, just the way he explains it, it's not rocket science. Like he, he, he relates it to you and he knows that not every quarterback's the same. Like what, what may work for Tom Brady isn't going to work for Aaron Rodgers. What may work for Aaron Rodgers isn't going to work for Tom Brady. Um, and, he, and he gets that. So he, he, he looks at the quarterback position as a unique position because it's the hardest position in sports, and it's so unique to which person is the one that's the trigger man. Um, so, now he, he he is, by definition, a quarterback guy, in my opinion, too. So. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, Coach Moore, and you probably knew this before uh, most of the fans did, but he is the full offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, it sounds like you've had more interaction with him of late. So give me the, what's the vibe like? What's your, what are your thoughts on Coach Moore? No, me and Coach Moore have always had a, a real good, good relationship. Uh, that's my dog right there now. Uh, but no, I knew, I knew that he was going to, he was going to get it. And I'm, I'm just excited for him. I'm ready to see how the offense, you know, changes with him as the, as the, just the number one man calling the plays and things of that sort. Uh, me and Coach Moore just be chopping it up for real. I mean, we talk about recruiting obviously because he's a coach, but like, and he's my dog, man. That's my guy. So he always be talking about, um, you know, the old line recruits that, you know, ask who the quarterback going to be and things of that sort. And, you know, let him know, hey, man, that's that's my dog. So I know Walt, Walt Flynn, you know, me and Walt played 7U ball uh, together down in Georgia. Um, he was just up there, too. So, um, you know, Coach, Coach Moore, that's my guy. I'm, you know, I'm super, super uh, proud of him for, for getting his job. You know, he, he deserved it. Um, nobody else is more deserving than it. And I uh, really, really excited for him. So. so, have you gotten an idea of what the offense, how, if at all, is going to change with just Coach Moore as the sole offensive coordinator, and now with Coach Campbell uh, as the quarterbacks coach? Do you, do you get a feel for? Is it going to be like picking up where they left off last year? Are they expanding it? I mean, what kind of feel have you gotten for that? No, I think, um, you know, I can't – I wouldn't say I'd, I'd be able to finger point it right now, but I definitely think they're going – you know, what's not broke – you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I think they're still – you know, with Blake returning, I'm still going to have the ground attack, but, you know, with J.J. how he's been football, have a area that they just had. 
Um, I think it was what, 21, 2021 or 2022, you know, with Darius Clemens and Tyler and, you know, Marion Walker, guys like that. Like, man, they could they could really air it out <laughs> on some folks. I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Uh, so just watching, you know, you know, some tape. I remember watching Coach Weiss, um, you know, just like the spring tape um, with those with those freshman receivers. Man, they guys, um, the world just is just uh, they need to be on notice because uh, if they let them go, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a show. So I got you. Uh, so have they talked to you yet about getting you back? I mean, it's a new dynamic. You got to be face to face with Coach Campbell at some point. Have they talked about getting you back up on campus anytime soon? Yeah, yeah, they have. Um, they've mentioned uh, on my spring break. Uh, I know for my spring break, I want to go out in Cali and train with some of the 3D QB. I'm hopefully, you know, chance to come up long as well. You know, Coach Campbell had like face-to-face interactions. I remember seeing him throughout the building when I was up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but me and him had never. You know, Coach Weiss was my main recruiter, so me and him had never really, really talked like that. So I think I'm such a guy that you know I, I want to be around somebody if I'm gonna be you know there for three to five years. Um, so I think, you know, that's going to be an important factor for me to get up there, you know, just talk, talk some stuff with them, just chill. I mean, I've, I've been, to, you know, Ann Arbor a thousand times, I feel like now. So I kind of know my way around it. People know me and stuff like that. So I know that all the recruiting people. So I just, I just have fun at this point. It's not even really, it's obviously business, but like, I, I just enjoy it at this point now. So, so you, you kind of broke up there when you said you want to get out to Cali. You're going to get out to Cali yeah. during your spring break to, to train. Is that yes, what you sir. said? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to get out to Cali and try to train with the 3D QB guys and hopefully um, be able to spin back and come up north and, you know, check check in our way out again. So Okay, and when is your when is your spring break? Ooh, sometime in March. Uh, sometime in March. Now. I, I can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll, get that, we'll get that lined up, uh, you know, after yeah. the fact I can find out your spring break. So tell me this. This yeah. is probably the most on-the-spot. Okay, I got two on-the-spot questions, but this is one of the, one of them. So what's your biggest question at this point? You said you've been up to Michigan a ton of times. you got to feel for Coach Campbell. You, you feel like Coach Harbaugh is going to be around. What would you say is the biggest question that you have remaining about Michigan at this point? You really did put that No, I think you know. I think as a quarterback, obviously throwing the ball is gonna gonna be a question. Um, you know, I want to throw the football, um, and I think just really getting around Coach Campbell, honestly. Um, but I don't want this to be like a situation where people think I'm holding out or it's about nil. I could shut that rumor down right now. Like if I, if, Sam, if I wanted nil, I know exactly what school I would be at right now. So um, I'm not gonna mention that school, but if I want to, and I, I turned down deals, so. Um, it's nowhere. It's never been about money with me. So if that's a that's a concern to people. It's never been about money. Um, but yeah, that's probably the two things. You know, just vibing with Coach Campbell, um, and you know, just exploring. You know, how much they will throw the football. Because um, I think you know, as a quarterback, you do want to throw the football. But then again, you know, if you got Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards in the backfield, you better hand the ball off to them. So. Yeah, man. I I I'm feeling that. I'm also feeling kind of the vibe I got from you. Well, I mean, I guess I've been to see you a ton of times. Now I lose track. But like the last couple of times, it was clear you were getting tired of the recruiting process. It was like it was wearing on you at that point. So, and that was 
I don't know if, if that was driving you closer to a decision or if you were just feeling like you knew where you wanted to go. I, I, I don't know which one it was, but are you still feeling that, oh, man, I, I, I want to get this over with sooner rather than later kind of vibe? Or are you, are you feeling refreshed and you want to kind of want to push it back? How are you feeling timeline-wise at this point? No, I'm trying. I'm trying to get it over with, Sam. Yeah, I'm trying to. Certainly, I, I mean, as soon as I, I've been letting God take it over. As soon as I know, um, it's going. It's going to be a done deal. Um, so it's not a situation where, um, you know, I'm just trying to drag it out and commit on signing day or drag it out and flip to a school and all this. Now, once I know what school I'm going to, it's going to be announced. It's not going to be a. You know, he's going to drag it out and flirt with all these different schools. You know, I'm, I've been raised on, you know, I've told schools straight up with them, like, I'm not interested in coming to your school. Like, I'm, I appreciate, you know, recruiting me and things of that sort. Um, but, you know, there's there's no sense in me entertaining somebody that, you know, I'm not serious about. Um, so, yeah, I, as soon as I know, as soon as I know, I'm going to be done with it. I got you. So, you've, I know you just went to Carolina. Uh, yeah. You know, what was that, what was that visit like when you went over to, you know, down there to, to, to check them out in Chapel Hill? Oh, no, uh, that was dope. You know, a lot of the guys um, there, um, I actually know personally, um, just being just being in Carolina. Um, so it's always good to catch up with them. And then Coach Lindsey just got there, the quarterback coach and OC. Um, so just chopping up with him. I uh, spent some time with his family. Um, you know, Coach Brown's been coming and pushing really, really hard. Uh, so um, love, his, love his wife. His wife loved me and stuff like that. So they've, they've been pushing really hard, uh, trying to keep they say trying to keep me home. I still claim that I'm from Georgia, so they try to push the Carolina kid on me. But I, <laughs> I, I try to hold back. Uh, but they, they still chat about it or whatever. Um, so now those are my guys, Coach Galloway and things of that sort. And, uh, you know, all the guys are already on the team. I have a really good relationship with Drake, man, those guys. So now it was a – you know, I really enjoyed my experience there. Um, and, you know, love, love the Tar Heels. Okay. Um, you got any other visits that you know that you're going to be taking anytime soon at this point? Uh. To be honest, nothing's set in stone right now. Uh, I don't know where I'm going next, um, but we're, we're going. Me and my dad will probably sit down and talk about it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going right now. Okay, there's a, there's a lot of you know I've seen a lot of, uh, of stuff. Look, I only take stuff that I hear from you and your yeah. dad, but I do need I to address what what they say. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of they say about Ohio State right now that Ohio State is trending up really, uh, really. Uh, high and a great deal with you at this point. Would you say that that's accurate? Yeah, I'd say that you know we have we haven't been communicating. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm fully turned off to you know to Ohio State. Um, you know, yeah, there, you know there is a situation there. Um, don't really know what I want to say about it, but um, yeah, I, I've talked to him. I'm not going to act like I've just turned out the cheek. You know, it's Ohio State at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've talked I've talked to Ohio State. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, just really open to hearing what everybody got, has to say, you know. Um, you know, there's been situations that's been, you know, had, but, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. Um, it's a business, and, uh, you know, that's what, how you got to look at the recruiting process. So. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So what does what does the, the process of coming to a decision look like at this point? Now, this is the, kind of to wrap it up. You said yeah. you've kind of just, when you know, when you know, you'll know. How, what do you What's the process that builds up to that point? Is it getting out on a few more visits just to be sure? Is that the last piece of criteria? Like what? What's the what's the process to get you to that point of knowing? Yeah, it, it may be that, um, and it may not be that. I'm not too sure. Um, I know that you know. Obviously, I have to 
you know, meet Coach Campbell in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple more um, schools I got in person. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it may be getting out there and seeing. And uh, like always, I said, once I know, you know, I'm going I'm to a, I'm a commit. So, um, you know, I know people, you know, have their preconceived notions of what they think I'm doing or is in my mind. But, like, to, to keep it all the way a band with you, like, I'm going to keep it a thousand with you. Like, nobody knows what I'm doing besides this band right here. Right. Because right? it's, it's this brain that's making the decision. So, <laughs> um, if you don't, really, if you don't hear from me, um, then it ain't. I don't know, but um, you know, I'm going to be the one making the decision. <laughs> so, so anybody who says, I mean, I don't even know where the timelines are are, are coming from. Because you said, no, you're, you're saying, I, yeah, you're saying I, you don't have one at this point. Yeah, like, I don't know where these people get this notion from, Sam. Like, it's, I'm relearning stuff about myself just by scrolling, man, like. Jane Davis doing this. Jane Davis doing that. I'm like, well, I'm laying in the bed right now. That's what Jane Davis <laughs> But uh, yeah, it'd be funny to see, you know, how people be saying I'm doing this and doing that. When I just, I just, I'm nice to everybody. Be keep cordial and things of that sort. But no, nah, that's another topic. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know when I'm, I'm announcing. But just know, people, when you know, when the time is right, and you know, when the good man upstairs tells me, and I pray on it. Um, you know, when I know, then you know I'll know, and I'll make the announcement. So, last one, Jane Davis. Do you do you still have a leader, man? Is there still number one school for you? <laughs> you <can't do> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you know you you say you gonna keep it a band. I gotta yeah. I gotta ask. You know. I care with you, brother. Um. Yeah, it it is one. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'll, I'll keep that close. But I mean, you know, I'm still open. So until I announce, you know, everybody has a shot. So I got you. I got said, you. But uh, now we we'll see, man. We'll see. So, I got you. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you know, this is definitely hearing it right from you. Yeah. You know, because um, to a certain extent, obviously, even your dad is a filter to a certain extent, right? So. Yeah. Getting it right from you is much appreciated. I know you're super busy, uh, so it's not lost on me that you take you took this time out to do this, man. So thanks a lot, and we're going to get out to see you in the 707 circuit, man, and uh, good luck out there. Sound good. Appreciate you, Sam, always, man. All right, Jane. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate your time. All right. See you. All right. So, fellas, uh, yeah, he he really laid out kind of the last couple of hurdles, if you want to call them that. With, with Michigan, and it's important to put in perspective. It's like, well, he was so close to committing. Why, why not just commit now that Harbaugh says he's going to stay and they hired a quarterback coach? Well, he sort of laid it out. He's talked to his would-be quarterback coach on the phone. And Kirk, let's give Kirk Campbell a shout-out here. Kirk, from a relationship-building standpoint, if what we've seen in a couple of weeks he's been on the job is an indicator of how it's going to be, he is going to be a massive addition an upgrade from a recruiting standpoint at that position over the last two, uh, over the last two guys, no, nothing against them. I'm just talking about as relationship builders, as as uh, recruiters, Kirk already seems to be on a different level. And so that's beneficial when it comes to trying to, you know, pick up where Weiss, who in a kind of roundabout way built a great relationship with Jaden Davis. And it was a loss losing Weiss there. Well, how do you, have a guy come in and not lose any momentum. Kirk has been able to do that over the phone. 
but you need to kind of meet him in person, not see him in person. That's so that's where Jaden is with that. And then the other piece is he wants, you know, the guy wants to win the Heisman Trophy. He wants to be a first round draft pick. He wants to know that they're going to throw the football like they did at the end of the season. You know, how's that going to look now with the new dynamic with Sharon and Kirk Campbell as the Kirk's the quarterback coach? He wants to get a feel for that. And really, before fans say it, Steve, they say, well, what really changed? You know, what's changed is now other schools have had the chance to come in and plant some seeds of doubt, right? Hey, you aren't going to throw it there as much as you would throw it with us. And it's the natural thing that happens once a kid hits pause on the recruiting process like Jaden did when there was all the uh, the uncertainty at Michigan. <clears throat> yeah, like what's, you know, what's the problem with wanting to, you know what I mean? Like the head coach – entertaining NFL interest and your quarterback coach leaving are legitimate reasons for somebody in his position to say, Hey, at least want to, you know, definitely want to meet the quarterback coach, the new one in person before, you know, cause a lot of people have been like, you know, on our board at least dragging it on and all this. It's like, these are real reasons. I mean, it's a major decision for it. Obviously it goes without saying, right. So uh, yeah, no. And, and I think what in the last week, I think Bryce has reported on more, quarterback targets uh, hearing from uh, the new quarterbacks coach or, or, or reaching out to the new quarterbacks coach than we have in the last like seven cycles uh, <laughs> combined, it feels like. So just, just, ba- just strictly <laughs> off of, uh, you know, I think what, one of the one kid from California is coming up the 26, right? I mean, they're already getting guys that are, are setting visits and, you know, just like it is, it's a little bit different than what we've been used to the last three or four years at, at quarterback. Uh, you know, but but as far as Jaden is concerned, you know, to me, it's clear the kid has a serious affinity for Michigan. I, I think I think, you know, not wanting to flip right, wanting to make sure I'm making the right and make the final decision uh, is important. He's been open about his recruiting process, him and his dad have with you specifically, Sam, throughout, uh, you know, no reason not to take them at their word. And, and, and again, to me, there's legitimate reasons why he may have wanted to press pause. And let's just say he didn't even press pause for that long. It's not like it was, this was like a, been a long freeze. I mean, you know, you had the legitimate stuff going on at Michigan, a, a, a big reason when you have a lot of other big time programs that are still interested in you still show an interest, why you at least want to keep that door open and listen and hear what they have to say while Michigan kind of gets their crap figured out, I guess. Yeah. And so, you know, to kind of clear up some, some misnomers out there. Um, I guess there's some talk that he was going to come up for the, the spring game you, you were saying, right? I guess there's some talk out there, some rumors out there that he's coming up for the spring game. That's that, that reporting is false. I mean, I don't know if it's a reporting or just a rumor, but that's false. Uh, he's looking to come up during his spring break next month. And so um, uh, he didn't quite know when that was off the top of his head when we uh, did the interview, but I think it's either the second or third week in March that he's looking to come back up. You heard him talk about going out and work out with the 3D QB guys in California, then uh, making his way back up through Michigan uh, on his way home. So that is a, that's a big visit. That's a big visit where you can, you know, I, I have no doubt that Kirk is, I mean, from a relationship standpoint is going to do a great job because look at how, JJ has uh, you talk about your biggest fan JJ is on you know exchanging messages with with uh with Jaden talking about how his game's already better how how 
you know, already it's on a different level with Kirk Campbell. He hasn't even coached the game yet. So that tells you from a relationship building standpoint from, and then QB technician, I think that's been an observation from both dad and Jaden. They keep calling him a, a quarterback guy. Uh, and without laying out the contrast specifically, you can sort of read into it. Like, you know, uh, Weiss's forte was he was a run game guy. Whereas Kirk Campbell is, you know, he is a QB footwork tied to distance of the throw, um, off platform, on platform technique. I mean, they laid it all out. Like, this is a quarterback technician type of guy. And so that's another thing that they've warmed up to. But he, he wants to get a chance to see that in person. I think that that will go well. Then it's a matter of how do you assuage any concerns he has about throwing the football. I think J.J. is going to play a big role in that uh, because J.J. is already touting what this offense uh, is going to look like. It's going to be like they finished the scene. Yeah, of course they're going to run the football. Right, uh, you got Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards back, but I think you'll see it be even the, the balance will be a little more, uh, a little more in favor of of th- pushing the ball downfield than it was last year. Still, uh, run first team, but with more downfield passing elements, more frequency uh, in the passing game than we saw in the past, and I think that's enough. I mean, this is not a kid that wants to go up and play basketball on grass, uh, so I don't think they have to do that. But here's the thing. Bryce. So a lot of fans fearful that this will be Dante Moore all over again. And I just, I don't see cause for, I understand why there's the fear, but I think between the changeover in staff and then learning some lessons from that recruitment, I see zero chance that they make that mistake again. Zero. No, no. I mean, they're not going to let this drag out to signing day. Right. We get that. But Jaden's not going to let this drag out to signing day. And I, I think this next visit is going to be telling. I don't think they're going to tell him to force his hand to pick a school. But I think they're going to want to ask a question to him and simply say, kind of where's your head at with your timeline? Have you thought about it? And if he hasn't, they're not going to be left at the altar, so to speak. You know, now, does that mean they're going to start offering 50 kids? I don't think so. They're going to still be in the mix for Jaden. He's still going to be the number one priority. But at the same time, they're going to have backup options. Mm -hmm. And I think he would understand that. And any other program would do the same, I feel like, as well. Um, That's not to say they're going to, like you said, draw a line in the sand and say, this is how it's going to be. You're either with us, you're not. I don't think they're going to take that approach. But at the same time, I think, Sam, that's where fans are nervous because they just don't want to be left standing there with no one there. And the other thing with that, too, is the big thing is always seeing, you know, getting a, a quarterback in the fold early because it helps the recruiting class. If he commits, I'm not saying he's going to, but if he commits during the summertime, you're telling me guys aren't still going to be interested in Michigan if it's next week or in the summer? They're still going to be looking at Michigan regardless if they know he's going there. You know, that might alter their timelines, but you just mentioned Walt Claire Finn, Amariat Stewart, Brian Robinson, Channing Goodwin, uh-huh. Jordan Chip. These are just five guys off the top of my head that I know if he committed next week to Michigan or if he committed during the summer, that's going to impact their decisions. 
So that's the other thing to know in this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Ship just dropped his top eight. Michigan looking pretty good when Jaden received his his Player of the Year award. Ship was in the in the picture wearing his Michigan shorts, right? I mean, they're they are uh, in, in in good shape with a lot of prospects. They'll be in great shape if they get Jaden in the fold. But I, I I agree with you. I think the the conversation isn't a force your hand conversation uh, when he comes up on that visit. I think it's all right. The, they address his last couple of issues uh, and see if if he's ready. And if he's not, if they haven't been convincing enough at that point. Uh, a, you want to know what else do you need to see, and then B, uh, you have to let him know if you're them. Like, look, we can't, we can't be uh, left without a quarterback like we were in the last cycle. You know, the mistake in the last cycle was uh, not coming to the re- realization soon enough that you know Weiss and and Dante Moore just weren't going to come together. It, it just wasn't going to be. And as much as people want to make that be, you know, just about nil. I think we've shot that down. If it was just about NIL, he'd still be committed to – he'd still be going to, to Oregon, period, right? So it was more to it than, than just NIL. But the, you know, the realization that you weren't going to get that guy was too late. So they didn't, they didn't pivot to another guy soon enough. And I think that's the conversation you have. Like, if he's not ready to commit, it's like, hey, you know, Jaden, you're still our number one guy. But we we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't start uh, moving on some of these guys more definitively. Because to this point, uh, you know, have they done some due diligence with some prospects, reached out to some different guys, made some introductions and that kind of thing? Sure. But are they pushing for any guy uh, as hard as Jaden? They, they, no. No guy. No other guy is being pushed for as hard as they are pushing for Jaden. Not even close. But it's early enough where that's not a problem. So the panic isn't warranted. They are not going to, you know, get caught holding the bag. Uh, I think that next month is pivotal in whether or not they pivot. Uh, If he he comes and has a great visit, then I could see it getting him to the finish line for a decision. Uh, If it doesn't convince him enough, I think it, it puts them in a position where now you start seeing them move on, on some guys and some guys that, we haven't even really talked about. We will start talking about other quarterback prospects uh, if and when it looks like things aren't going to get to the finish line here in, in you know, March with Jay. And then we'll start talking more definitively about the other guys. Right now, it's just not a prudent conversation, Steve, because nothing's really happening with other quarterback prospects right now. Nope. And I, I still, you know, even with all the Dante Moore stuff, I think Michigan still made a conscious decision to not take a true quarterback also. Right. I mean, they could have still script. They knew that like, they knew that at the very least Dante Moore was going to be an uphill battle. Right. Well, well before the door was closed on legitimately pursuing other options. Right. So, you know, that's a, a the biggest reason why this cycle won't be a repeat regardless of what uh what Jaden Davis ends up doing but but either way I mean yeah we know Jaden Davis far and away the top guy so uh, I think at this point a conversation about other quarterbacks would will probably for, on our end will probably be had once once you know like you said Sam after he comes up if Michigan doesn't answer the questions he's looking for at this at, at that point if you're Michigan you feel like you've answered all the questions over and over again um you know then it's time to to open up the 
uh, board a little bit more and, and and check on some other guys and see where they're at. Yeah, who who will they push for hard? I mean, not guys that have really been talked about. So if you if you see, put it this way, if you see some guys or a guy being talked about a ton, other than Jane Davis, it's not informed commentary. It is false commentary because they haven't really made a move, any definitive moves, any any strong moves for any other guy. And the guys that I'm sensing they'll move on uh, haven't even been talked about that much. So, uh, but we will do that if and when that time comes. Right now, all about Jaden Davis and all about that uh, that March visit. Uh, we'll bring you an exact date uh, when we get it. Uh, you know, relationships huge there. You know, Kirk Campbell is going to do a, a good job of building one. You got JJ uh, here that's really going to help with that process uh, with him here on campus, able to see some spring ball. Uh, it's going to be a huge, huge deal. And if they get him now, that's the, I mean, God, Steve, uh, Bryce, you laid it out. You get the quarterback, um, that makes the class. <laughs> that, that, that makes the class if you can get the quarterback. All right, folks. Lengthy episode to get us back in the swing of things. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate it. Be sure to review it. Be sure to tell all your friends about it. They can find it wherever they get their podcast. That's Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like the video. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. That way you get a notification every time a new episode or new content comes up. We have a, a, a recording, an interview Uh, Behind the Uniform interview coming up with Zach Zinner. So you don't want to miss that. Of course, if you want to keep track of everything that goes down, all the most accurate intel on Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting, the MichiganInsider.com is where you should go. One dollar gets you in your your first month, and once you become a full-paying member, then you also get Paramount Plus as part of your subscription. It is outstanding bang for your buck. Do not wait. Get in now. We'll see you next time on the next edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider.